This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio We're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Stern, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and we extend uh, to everybody tuning in on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. A happy holidays with me, Jay Doc. It's a labor leader uh, roundtable. You have been talking uh, about this labor uh, leader roundtable and the four labor leaders that are joining us today. I want to say it's been three years of conversation, J-Doc, or two years of conversation. The last six months have been driving me crazy about it, uh, but we are not at the Sinesta where we normally are for uh, our monthly Labor Leader Roundtable. Uh, instead, we're in a great spot. Absolutely. We're, we're broadcasting here uh, live from uh, Steamfitters Local 420, and you're right, Joe, I have been talking about it, but not just for three years, for five years, because... I've been talking about getting uh, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19 business manager Gary Messina on the, on the show for a, about a decade. I think we're only seven years in. So it's great to have Gary here. It's great to have John Kane, who is a veteran of the broadcast, Plumbers Local 690. Kevin Boyle of Ironworkers Local 401, also uh, a veteran of the program. And, and of course, uh, Jim Snell, the business manager of Steamfitters Local 4, 420. It's great to have uh, you on, a bro- on the program, Jim, but also thanks so much for the hospitality, uh, 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 for the use of the hall. It's just an awesome place and a great setup, a great spread you got here for us. Uh, uh, Joe, thanks for uh, coming on up uh, to our union hall. We're glad to have everybody here. It's, uh, it's, uh, uh, it's a treat for me to sit here amongst such uh, great labor leaders and was glad to see it took the new guy to get Gary on board here. So. Right, well, I tell you, you know what? We, I tell you what was almost more difficult than getting Gary on was actually getting your schedules all, all lined up. But I'm, I'm so happy that we're able to, to gather on a beautiful Saturday evening. And I know John was pulling a little bit on the food. There was some discussion about yeah, the menu no. and everything else. <laughs> nice job, Jimmy. You made it work. So well, I was going for the hoagie, but... It, our Kevin buddy Boyle. over here, Kevin, was shooting for the PP&J. So. Right. Well, we did talk about PP&J, and what did I say? PPJ and Fluffinutter or whatever. But, but, but uh, certainly a, an awesome spread. Very excited about being here. Guys, um, and I am. I mean, it's like family to me, and, and uh, I'm, I'm ecstatic to have everybody. What I'd like everybody to do as we start off uh, is, is if everybody would uh, introduce yourself, tell uh, you know, our, our, our listeners who you represent, and, uh, you know, a little bit about, you know, yourself and your, your careers. These are the business managers here. So, uh, Kevin Boyle. I am the business manager for Local 401 Ironworkers. Uh, I took over about three years ago. Um, we are about seven, 800 strong in the city. So, anytime you see them big high-rises or big stadiums, we always do the shell and the miscellaneous, uh, which is pretty much 90% of the city. Well, I mean, and, and so, and, and, and it's the steel, the guys working with the crane. I 
I'm, I'm out of iron workers. I'll go for one. So I would say that almost everything that is contained within a steel structure or is attached to it is our work. Am I right on that? <laughs> Whoa. I'm, I'm looking around the table. I better duck. Uh, John Kane, if you will. How you doing? I'm John Kane, business manager of Plumbers Local 690, city of Philadelphia and the surrounding areas. I represent close to 1,750 members, which makes me the number one plumber in the state of Pennsylvania. Fantastic. Uh, we're going to go to Jimmy Snell. Uh, Jimmy, if you would. Sure. Uh, Jim Snell, business manager, proud business manager, Steamfooters Local Union 420. I'm uh, kind of the new guy. I've been on this job for about uh, seven, eight months now. I took over uh, on April 1st for my predecessor, Anthony Gallagher. Great friend. He, uh, great friend, uh, great friend of the building trades. Uh, he got brought down to our international, so uh, I... I Took over April 1st. Uh, I represent 4,500 members in a 10-county region. We travel up to the uh, Berks, Reading area, the Lehigh Valley, naturally Philadelphia and the Collar Counties. And uh, we do uh, HVAC systems, do the uh, piping install service of all HVAC systems. You know, you'll, you'll see us down the refineries, hospitals, you know, uh, schoolwork. We're everywhere. Awesome. And, and, and our great friend, Gary Messina, who, who arranged this show. Everybody on this panel has been strategically selected by <laughs> Gary. <laughs> good, good evening, Joe. How you doing? Great to have you. Yeah, Gary Messina, president and business manager of Shimano Workers Local 19, 37-year member. I have about 4,200 members. I cover the state of New Jersey, all the state of Delaware, and 23 counties in Pennsylvania. And we do everybody's work. (laughs) For what it's worth, we keep you warm in the winter and cool in the summer. And if you see us out there with the HVAC, we work side-by-side with 420, Jimmy Snell's guys. And then... Just happy to be here. Thank you. Well, I mean, obviously, it's great to, to have all you guys in the, in the same room. Let's 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 talk about um, right. You know, our labor community here in Philadelphia. Um, you know, it's a big part of of not only our. our you know, when, when you look at the skyline of the city of Philadelphia, when you look at um, you know big commercial work, when you look at um, you know th- those facilities that make the city what it is, the, our unions are the ones that build it. Uh, let's let's talk about, if you will, gentlemen. Uh, Unions have done a lot of great things, and, and what makes being a part of a union uh, such a special thing for a member? And then what I want to talk about is the benefits that unions have created uh, for workplace, for not only just union members, but for standards for every working American. Uh, you know, tell me what makes being part of a union so special, John King. I'll tell you, on, on my end, when I, when I first got into the apprenticeship program, before I got in, I used to hang on a corner. And I, I used to spend time with all the guys on the corner and had a great time. When I got into the apprenticeship program and you go out onto a job site, you're starting to realize that these guys end up being like friends, a lot older, a lot younger, but we all had something in common. We were trying to build or do a plumbing system. I enjoyed being on a construction site because of the fact it was like hanging out with guys all the time. We all cared about each other. We took each other's back. If somebody got sick, we made sure they were taken care of. You, only, you, know, you don't get paid for when the days that you're missing. That was one of the things that you pick up on. And if somebody's ill, and it tends to end up happening, people do get fevers, guys would pick up the slack a little bit to make sure that nobody lost any time. And, and, and when we talk about the working standards, Jimmy Snow, um, you know, unions and being a part of a union and the collective bargaining process and the ability and, and the opportunity to, to, to obviously uh, make wages, uh, be trained, Talk and have and working good conditions. Talk about those benefits. 
Well, I mean, look, we're what we're seeing uh, each and every day in in uh, the region. You know, you have the underground economy, right? So, and, and that's because of that, we have things like a collective bargaining agreement, right? You know, we need that those protections, right, to 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 go up against people like that, the un, uh, the this, uh, unscrupulous contractors and 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 owners and end users. You know, um, look, like to echo what John said. I mean. I, I don't know where I'd be with this without this local union, and I think I could speak speak for my 4,500 members. Being in a union, it enables you to, to in our world, live the American dream, which which really is pretty simple. We like raising families, being able to see our kids do well, you know, and maybe spending a week down the shore. You know, that's that's what we're all about. And like John said, we, you know, in in in, in the building trades, you know, we have all our brothers and sisters backs, and that, and that's what it's all about. Jimmy, I'm not in a union, and I don't know where I would be without all of the unions. And I try and constantly convey that message using this platform, constantly asking people to close their eyes for a moment and try and imagine what it would be, be what it would be like if a union didn't exist. It wouldn't be good. No, it wouldn't be for sure. I mean, and, and thank God for unions. I mean, look, there's a lot of people out in this country that absolutely despise despise us why i i, I don't, don't know that. i don't get it well we're right? gonna yeah and, and we're gonna talk about the misconceptions um gary messina one of the things and you we all have a great apprentice programs um you guys are, are, are no exception you guys invest a lot of money in your apprentice program that is the training is is, is a big part of being in, in a union absolutely we spend a tremendous amount of money on training i want to average about fifty five thousand dollars on each apprentice and that is paid for by the end contractors association and the union at no cost to the apprentice. You do a four-year apprenticeship, and it works through, work himself through the trade. And at the end of it, he becomes a journey person, and he has no debt, no no student loans, no nothing, and he's got a career. And I'm talking a 30, 40-year career. And he's got when he retires, he can retire with a good pension and good health and welfare benefits and stuff like that. I mean, if you, I mean, if you do the math on that, if you. I'm slow to calculate the math, but if you think about that, a four or five year education training with no debt, it's a priceless education to get and a platform as soon as you get through that apprentice program. And actually now we're moving towards having our training center accredited and it's going to be considered an associate's degree after the four years and they can take them credits to any university in the state or the country and get their full, and go get their full degree. Wow, that's great stuff. Well, and, and you know, I'll give you thirty seconds before what, the break, Jay. Well, well, here's the thing. One of the things I love about the building trades, and I say this, uh, you could go to every one out of every five members, and I guarantee you, in each one of your locals, somebody's got a tattoo of their the name of their local on their shoulder. Okay, and the apprentice programs, in my opinion, and I, Kevin, I'd like to your, your you know only say after the break, but the point is. They, they are a big part of where we learn unionism. That's where we learn about what, you know, we weren't born on third base, man. And so that is why the loyalty to our unions, uh, you know, the, the, the commitment to, uh, to, to the process is such a big deal. Yeah, the, the, the bottom line here is, and, and we're old, we're, we're considered old heads in this business. You so are now, the, 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 now, nowadays, you, you have to attract the young guys, which they're all into these phones and gadgets. and So it's a little different than when we grew up where unionism was a – we went out and proved what we had to do. 
So nowadays you got to get online, you got to go to Snapchat, you got to go to all these other things to abide with our apprentices. But it's also a good tool to attract non-union players into our field to show them what we have and what we get. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, a very special Labor Leader Roundtable uh, here on this Saturday evening. J-Doc, when I say 30 seconds to the break, I mean I'm blaming Kevin 30 seconds it. to the break. We'll get to a commercial break. We'll be back on the other side. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, Iron Workers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. Back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. A lot to cover, a lot of ground to get through tonight, J-Doc, on the big show, a labor leader roundtable. Uh, four of the most influential labor leaders in the city of Philadelphia uh, join you at the table. Absolutely. Guys, let's, let's talk about the misconceptions uh, that, that uh, unions have in the city of Philadelphia. We're going we're gonna to talk about a lot of the good things that unions do, and you know, on a daily basis, those people that, that understand us or are a part of us know what we're about. What are some of the misconceptions that we face on a daily basis, and why are they invalid? John Kane? I'll tell you, one of the things that we always hear is that our prices are too high, you know, and, and the salaries that a plumber makes are just, you know, off the charts compared to what the open shop does, right. you know. So we end up, we know that we have, you know, a decent wage. We don't get paid for any holidays. We don't get paid for any days that we take off. You know, vacations and things like that. The guy's losing out on a week's pay because he's taking a vacation. So when you look at the, what the guy makes in his wages, really isn't all that much if you if you break it up into a two thousand eighty hour uh, year. But that being said, also the benefits that they're being provided too. Your health and welfare benefits are extremely costly for each member, and they pay close to you know sixteen dollars an hour or going into their health just itself. And if you don't have health, and I know for personally for myself, if I didn't have health, I don't think I'd be here today. And I know that if it wasn't for the fact that my union ended up providing me a decent health care, going through cancer, going through recovery, I'm telling you, it costs an awful lot of money, and I'm, I'm extremely happy that we have that. But that's one of the big conceptions out there is that we actually, you know, we get paid too much money. Well, and, and, and you know, part of what we do is, and we set the... We set the, like with the prevailing wage, we set a lot of standards in the industry. Um, one of the things that people, uh, you know, with the, the misnomer about non-union, a lot of these contractors are maybe underbidding the, uh, the union contractors, but they're keeping that money. Yes. They're, they're not sharing it with their workers. And, when you, and, and what are the lack of rights that you have? Gary, I'll go to you. When, when somebody's a non-union worker, they literally have, you know, not a leg to stand on in, in, in many conditions if they're being treated unfairly. Obviously, uh, they're forced to work in unsafe conditions in some cases. They're forced to work for low wages, no benefits. And, you know, basically, there's no future there for them. I mean, you know, with, with being a member of the Local 19 or any one of the unions here at the table, you know, we're, we're, we're partnering with that, with that individual. Not only the, and the better the union, but the better themselves. At the end of their career, we're not a burden on society. When we retire, 
We don't, we're not a burden to the state of Pennsylvania because we have our own pension funds, our own health care funds. We're actually we're actually cost shifting. The state of Pennsylvania can almost say they're cost shifting their responsibilities for us when we retire onto the unions. So let's talk about politics and legislation. Um, the commitment that that um, our union community has across the country in Philadelphia. Um, what 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 um, what is our commitment and how important is politics to our labor community, Jimmy? Uh, politics, uh, you know. Some say, unfortunately, but politics is everything in our world. Uh, it's, it plays a big part in uh, organized labor. Uh, just this past summer, uh, the building trades worked very hard uh, to get E-Verify passed on a state level. Um, you know, it was a, kind of a controversial issue, but this was strictly, uh, this was carved out just for the construction industry, Okay. Um, back to these unscrupulous uh, owners and developers. I mean, these are these are people not paying proper wages to their uh, employees. Okay, they're not paying taxes, their fair share of taxes, and you know, and you have you have good solid union contractors that follow the rules, play by the rules, pay pay proper wages, pay taxes, state and local taxes. I mean, you're looking at you know a few hundred million dollars a year that that the state is losing out on, you know, uh, not collecting taxes from these uh, unscrupulous contractors and, and owners. It's really like a social justice issue, too, because Absolutely. they're exploiting these people Absolutely. by doing this. That's a great point. When people see the union, the, the, the rat, scabby the rat, right, it doesn't, it's not, it's not a pretty, it's not a pretty sight. People automatically assume it's unions bullying people for work. But the truth of the matter is somebody's inside that building being taken advantage of. Right. And at the end of the day, um, you know, we're, we're just, pay, you know, we're, we're alerting people to, to see that, Jimmy. Well, yeah, and, and like Gary just said, it's about exposing uh, these individuals that exploit, right? It's, it's exploitation, right, of, of these individuals, um, uh, the workers. And, and like the head of the building trades, John Doherty, says, it, it's not a non-union issue. It's a non-humane issue. Yeah. Okay. I mean, when you have developers, uh, a, a fellow down on Delaware Avenue has uh, a dozen or so uh, of his workers demoing a building and living inside of a box truck yeah. wearing the same clothes each yeah. and every day, that's a problem. Oh, yeah. That, oh, that is that's a problem. problem. When well, you that, can't live in the community that you're actually working, right. that's a problem. Well, that comes down to, like you were saying earlier, with uh, you know misconception. Like we're out there, uh, we only want to get the, the money and aspect of it. It's just the to get by that's what unions do they provide uh excellent benefits and everything else but that's a misconception that all big business are saying oh well you guys are it's the workers no it's not us well, if you, you, look- you you go out and look and price a thing they're still charging 45 million for a project Kevin, they're I'm going to. They're just not. They're just not, not paying share, the workers a I'm, fair share. I'm going to argue the profits. I'm going to argue. I'm going to push back uh, back on you, and I'm going to say that's okay. You're entitled to get the money. Everybody on the job is more more qualified, more trained than somebody who's non-union. You're entitled to get that money. Well, it, it, I agree. It, it, the entitlement, yes. If you maybe entitled is not the right word. Entitlement is not what you're looking for. It, it, you're being based off of what you learned. And what they're paying you to be well trained, well safety, well, well um, in your trade that that's what they're paying you for. They're telling you that You're I want the skilled. best for my best because ten years down the line we know 
that's not going to happen. This is not going to fade away. This is not going to to um, rot away, or you have mold in the building, or you we know. Saw that, what happened? Was that in New Orleans uh, where the building fell down? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'm guaranteeing it. That wasn't mm-hmm. a union job. Well, Kevin, in, in your defense, also, how many guys are going to climb? 10 to 2,000 feet in the air and bolt up steel. Okay, now when you think, when you tell guys, hey, I'm going to go hang off a, a harness 1,000 feet in the air, how much are you going to pay me an hour? And you say $35, they say, go. Yeah, we get it. Forget about it. Right. So, what's long and short of it, we're, unions are the hardest working guys out there because we have to over, okay, we do make a little bit more money in the envelope, but we're way more efficient and we're oh. way more hard to work. And, and way more secure. And this is, right. this is what I always tell people, like when you, uh, when you go in and you see a project and you're, you're running against non-union, guess what? There's some good non-union companies out there. Not saying they're not. Right. But the bottom line is 99.9% of the time, that project is well ahead of schedule, on time, on budget, and everything else. And guess what? The owner makes his money because he's three months ahead or four months ahead on a project, and that's where he makes if you invest in us, we're going to invest back in with you. And stay with us. Stay with us here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT as we uh, come to you on a Saturday night in the Delaware Valley. Uh, we send our holiday wishes out to everyone. This is Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are brought to you by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. Back here live on Saturday Night Live here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, J-Doc, in all of the years of me doing this program with you, I've never actually seen you in the lead chair, and you're doing a great job. Your stories and questions are short, they are concise, and you're letting our great guest uh, deliver some good information tonight. Well I'm, done, J-Doc. I'm afraid you're going to turn my mic off if we don't. So <laughs> He looks good in that chair. Thank he looks you. great in that Just, chair. By the way, Absolutely. This, this is Jim Snell's in, in his in the boardroom here at Local 420. Joe Krause says radio is the ear of the mind. I'm in the big chair here for at Local 420 at, in, in the boardroom. So it's pretty cool. Three things I want to cover. I um, mean, I have short-term memory loss, so I want to get them out real quick so everybody can remember. First of all, John Kane. You're, you're, you're running for office? That's correct. I'm, I, I, I'm running for Senate out in Delaware County and Chester County. And uh, this week it, it was uh, at the business manager's uh, meeting for the Philadelphia Building Trades. I got the endorsement from the, uh, the, the union. So that's huge for me. And, and, and it, it is great. It's but well also, deserved. Yep. And, Thank you. And, and, your, and your commitment to, to being a part of the process, to making a difference, where did that come from? I'll tell you, over the years, you start seeing what a lot of the politicians have been doing, and and it's like the unions are the haves now, and everybody else is the have-nots. And when did it become a person that's making a decent wage, having good benefits, and has a pension become wrong? And that's what they're starting to do is they're starting to put us against people that don't have those. Everybody should be in a union. Everybody should be able to be, you know, provide for their family and have good health care. It, it's it's always great to have a, a union brother or sister running for office on any level. And in this case, John is a, a UA member, which I'm a part of, the United Association. And, uh, you know, there's a guy who, who understands family issues, right, kitchen table issues. And we need more people like that, bottom line. I mean, we have friends on both sides of the aisle, and sometimes when we need them, 
they they kind of forget about us. Well, and we just we just need people like John to not forget about us. See, a lot of times you do. You have to understand. I was laid off before. I ran out of unemployment. I ran out of health care. I painted houses. I did whatever I had to do. Some of these politicians tend to forget that there are people like us out there. You know, so I I come from a blue collar, open mind. You know, I have a. That's that's pretty much why. Well, and 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 the thing is, what I, you know, people don't understand that we are the voice of the middle class. Labor's the the, the, the voice of the middle class. Um, one of the things that's important is, uh, you know, we talk about the forty-hour work week, child labor laws, all those things that labor has 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 lobbied for. Many things that don't even affect us. How many? How often do does labor get involved into a in, into a movement that are that does not affect our our members because it because it helps people. Um, what I'd like, so the other two things, by the way, that I wanted to talk about, and John, you know we support you. I know. We Thank wish you. you, and by the way, running for office is no picnic. No. Okay, so in other words, it don't come for free. We get a good man like John Kane in there, and, you know, you got to go through hell to do it sometimes. But the fight is worth it because you're making a difference for your community. So, uh, you know, John Kane, obviously, you know, we support you. and, and uh, Thank you, Joe. We look forward to, to, to your successful run. Hey, Joe, Joe, that just goes with what we've been saying all along. We're part of this community. We're, we're coaching your little league teams. You know, we're helping out fix churches. We're helping, we're helping vets. We're helping the police and firemen. Johnny's taking his time out of his personal life to run for public office to make a difference in his community. I mean, and, and that's really what it's about. By the way, Joe Krause and I, um, big part of the motivation for this for this uh, show that we've had going for seven, eight years is that um, we want we want to bring those those things out to light. Gary, one of the first things you talked about um, when we talked about doing the show, uh, you know, making the difference and the passion that our labor community has, not only politically but in charitable endeavors. By the way. We're the worst at promoting ourselves because we're doing it from our hearts. But but talk about what it's like, and I say this across the board here, making a difference in the community, utilizing our uh, vast um, you know workforce to you know in our charitable endeavors. We probably because we cover a lot of geographic area. We probably support several hundred different organizations as far as little leagues, baseball teams, any kind of sports teams, churches. Uh, recently for Thanksgiving. We partnered with Sherelle Parker, and we gave out 200 uh, turkey dinners, families to put boxes together with my apprentices, and we gave out 200 of them recently in Olney. And we did something over in New Jersey and Canada, and we gave out a couple hundred turkeys and meals over there. And I know all the other trades are all doing something around the holidays like that, just giving back to the community, trying to help the people that are just not fortunate during the holidays. And, you know, that's what we do. We do a lot of giving. We don't promote it very well. We're not looking for somebody to pat us on the back. That's what we do. That's how we were born and raised. We're, we're, we're humble help. people, Gary. Right? We're all humble people. So we don't look to puff our chest out. We just gave out 200 turkeys, or we just spent the night before Thanksgiving down uh, this, the Red uh, right down uh, Ronald McDonald House handing out meals. We don't do that. We're humble. You know, we're just about helping people. And I line. and I literally had the when I was talking to Gary, I, I literally had to pull it out and say, I want to get this out because this is so vitally important because people need to know understand what labor unions are all about. Like Gary, you just said to the coaches, the little league coaches, to the parents at the games. I mean, and, and by the way, stereotypically people. Look at our building trades. 
like like we're the stereotypical union members. But there's nurses, there's uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, uh, city workers uh, across the board. Uh, you know, the veterans. We're really big with the, the veterans. The veterans. I mean, there's nobody. We with Joe Kraus, a huge advocate of the veterans. We do a lot of veterans um, segments here and shows because the synergy between labor and veterans. Because so many of us are veterans, and so many of our union members um, are you know have had family members that are veterans. It's just there's so much synergy there. And, and we, we also, you know, want, want to give back in those areas, Kevin. Well, the, the bottom line is, is most of the time is, which is very, that a lot of people don't really see, is we're all in it together. So if we see a project that we all, that needs help somewhere, we don't go out of our way. We just keep it between ourselves and, and the building trades, and we just do it. We just go out and do it. We don't need to advertise to say we did it, which is, that's what makes it even more Authentic. Uh, authentic and more real to us to say, like when we go to church on Sundays or anything like that, we can say, hey, listen, we're trying to make a difference. And, and that's the bottom line. That's what we do, even as a labor leader. And, and listen, some of them, and uh, you, you do have to have a little ego, and, and it does come to competitiveness and stuff like that. But most of us, we just laugh because when we all get in the room, we're all doing the same thing. We're all just there for our members to make sure everybody is making a living. And, and, and whatever we can do outside that local, then we're all on. We're all in. You know, it, I say it often. I get the opportunity to call and do the uh, broadcast of the annual All-Star Labor Classic. And I find myself constantly uh, asking everyone, why don't you see the impact that just the All-Star Labor Classic creates. I think it's 33, this year's going to be, I think, the 33rd year. Mm -hmm. It's over $3 million. It's everybody coming together. There's a big check presented to a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. It's just incredible to me. It stops me in my tracks, and I just wish that everyone would understand the depth of what that means. Yeah, and, and, and it's interesting because uh, as, as you talk about making a difference in charitable endeavors and, and our labor community is so much about that, but also in supporting each other. When, when one of us is down, all of us are down. Let's talk about the refinery situation, okay? And we're going to uh, – and Jimmy Snell, you've got a lot of men down there. And, 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 and this has impacted your local. We've had Ryan O'Callaghan and, and, and Mike Giaquindo uh, on the program. And, and, and so there's so many individuals have been affected by this. Talk about that for a second. Well, it's been a kick in the gut for the entire region. You know, um, this isn't just a, a Philadelphia issue. It's a regional issue. I mean, this affects everybody. Naturally, from, you know, one of the in-house steel worker guys, one of Ryan O'Callaghan's guys, to a contract worker, steam fitter, an iron worker, you know, makes a great living down there. Uh, it affects the guy making the pizzas down the street from that refinery, the fellow that cleans the Nomexes that we all wear. Well, I talked right? about millions and millions of dollars, yeah. uh, you, you know, indirectly that, of businesses and people that get affected in our region. Well, that's one thing that's kind of blown my mind a little bit. Um, everybody... Everybody, it seems, in, in some important positions wanted to see that refinery close, okay? The thing that I don't get, well, where's the tax base coming from now? Like, 
there is between city and state taxes. I mean, you're looking at a couple hundred million dollars, okay? Yeah. And that's coming from the state. I have, I have those, uh, have that paperwork. But you know, w- these are these are lives that are affected, families that are affected. You know, once that plant closed, some of Ryan's uh, uh, guys they're they're moving throughout the country. They're picking right. up and moving. They're going to find work. And in the meantime, right, families are suffering, businesses are suffering. You have management, the PES. Asking for another round of bonuses. I, I heard there's a new uh, well, bonus. I was just in the paper the other day. So, I, I mean, look, you know, we're we're fighting through it. We're doing the building trades. John Doherty, I mean, is doing everything he can. We're doing everything we can. Okay, uh, you know, whether it's talking to city officials, state officials, going down to the White House. You know, the you know the 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 workers who work down at that facility need to know. Um, and, you know, no one's looking for a pat on the back, trust me, but they need to know that, that Doc and, and the business managers that are affected in the building trades, we're fighting hard. And, you know, we're, we're sick to our stomach of uh, what has happened. And- I mean, we're, I remember we were talking about Joe Krause. Uh, uh, only one unit was down out of 33. Yeah. So that means it, it's just ridiculous. We'll, 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 yeah. we'll talk more about that. Yeah. Okay, to go to break. Can we, yeah, we can go to break. Okay. <laughs> Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by IOTSE Local 8, District 1199C, and the Newspaper Guild. The right wing conservatives don't have to drive themselves crazy, they can walk there. <laughs> God bless you. Back here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labors, we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, part one of two, J-Doc, our labor leader roundtable uh, here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We'll put a bow on this show in this segment, uh, and then we'll tell our listeners at the end of the broadcast where they can pick up part number two. Absolutely. And I want to uh, thank uh, Gary Messino for, for uh, actually organizing this um, this Labor Leader Roundtable. We've been talking about it for a long time, and Gary said, I'll do it, but I want to do it with these three guys. And so <laughs> through hell and high water, here we are, so I'm, I'm uh, really happy about that. Uh, let's, guys, let's talk about leadership and what makes our, our uh, Philadelphia area labor community uh, you know, such a, an effective and, and, and successful labor community uh, for so many years. Um, how, how, how has leadership been a big part of that? John? Well, I came from the plumbing industry. I was a plumber by trade. Never did I ever expect in a million years that I was going to end up being business manager of Plumbers Local 690. That being said, pretty much everybody that I sit in the room with, they were either an iron worker, a sheet metal worker, or a steam fitter. Now they're running a local. And it's a multi-million dollar business that we really had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. Now, all of a sudden, we're dealing with employment. You know, whether times are great or when times are bad. You go from having full membership working to 350 guys out of work. Things change drastically. Then all of a sudden you run into unemployment issues. You have members of yours committing suicide because they run out of unemployment, run out of health care. Then you end up, you start running into issues with addiction, the opioid epidemic. You know, then you have, you know, guns and everything. Everything just starts going bad when times are bad. When things are good. Things start moving in, in the right direction. We also have with the business managers we meet on a monthly basis. We sit in a room. We iron out our problems. We may have issues with the business managers, but we sit in the room. We can fight. We can let the fur fly. But once we walk out, we walk out together. That's what I love about us. Kevin? Yeah, and, and to me, it was all about how I was taught once I became 
into the union. So as you know, you know, your dad ran this local for years, and that man taught me everything. And the one thing he taught me, it was all about the worker, not just union workers. It was all about workers. And he said, whenever you take a leader position, you always got to come from the worker side. So that's what I try to do. That's what I try to emulate in any kind of union meeting. But leadership comes from the past, where how most of them guys took their time to teach you and how to do it and what unionism is. And that's when you come from the streets and you come from your apprenticeship and how you were taught and how you grew up. That's that's what I take as leadership. Gary? I agree with Kevin, though. I, th- I have learned a lot from the past of the past few managers I've had here at Local 19. Being a third-generation Shimano worker, I learned a lot from my father at the dinner table. I remember when I first started in this business and how much we had to talk about. It was tremendous. And, you know, so you learn from your, you learn from the past. It's definitely – but I agree with John. Uh, being together uh, as the building trades definitely makes me feel like a bigger family. You know, it's all about family and looking out for each other. And at the end of the day, we're all looking to do – we're all looking to make better our members – Better our members' lives, and you know, leave, uh, there's an old saying, you know, leave it, um, leave it better than you found it. That's what we're all trying to do here, I think. Jimmy Snell. Yeah, I was fortunate to have a, a grandfather. Uh, he was a 53-year member of Steamfitters Local 420, and and you know, I I sat back and I listened to him, and you know, uh, t- he talked about what this local union meant to him, and you know, the leadership that that he was under uh, during the years, you know, and. And, uh, you know, he would tell stories, and i just sit back and listen. And i take a little bit of them, those stories. i take a little bit of the stories that these fellows talk about and John Doherty and the Pat Eidings of the world. And, you know, I'm the young guy. I'm sitting here. I'm like a sponge soaking yeah, it in. But I it's, mean, but it's interesting, though, that you say that because yeah. there are college um, professors that specialize in labor and that study, uh, you know, labor. There's a guy named Art Shostak. Uh, when I was researching phillyunions.com, we were going to put the publication. I met Art. He knew more about the labor leaders than 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 I did, and and he knew exactly because there's an art to be able. To, no pun intended, but there's an art to being able to 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 lead your members. Sometimes when you're leading, you know, eight hundred, fifteen hundred, four thousand, five thousand members, um, you have to do what's right for them, and sometimes. They may not like it. Joe, they, they're the ones that pay our salary. That's right. They're the ones paying my phone bill. Right? That's these right. cell phones, okay? And I and I know these guys don't forget it, and I, I don't forget it, right? I mean, you know, the perception that certain individuals out there that want, uh, that want to portray union leaders as, you know, these fat cats yeah. smoking cigars on a golf course all day. Yeah. Listen. Not not in the Philadelphia building trades. Right. I don't know about anywhere else. I mean, you know, and if these guys are like me – they get no sleep at night. I mean, and this is the life we chose, you know, to, to lead our membership. No you know, we're not asking for sympathy or nothing. No, but, no question. But you also yeah. have a responsibility right. uh, not only to your members but to lead politically across and to legislate. And sometimes, uh, and we'll talk about it, you know, in our next show, uh, but, but, you know, you're, 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 you're managing your members you're procuring work and, and, and those things, and at the same time, you have to navigate politically. Big right. challenge. There's no doubt about it, and Gary hit the nail on the head. All we're supposed to do is just leave it a little bit better than the way we found it. So I, I totally agree with that, um, and certainly my father and, and Kevin, I appreciate you, you mentioning it. Uh, we, we used to have it, and we still have the shirt. 
work hard or go home. So at my dinner table, we were having those conversations. And my dad always said, contrary to any belief, uh, if, if you want to compete with non-union and beat them, outwork them. Right. And okay. outskill them in our apprentice programs. Allow us to do that. And Kevin Boyle... The generation, the generation, the generation. Gary, you said the same thing. That's what carries the torch. J-Doc, can I give everybody 15 seconds to Do recap? It. Are you done? I'm done. Kev, we'll Do start it. with you. 15 seconds. Put 15 a ball in the seconds. Show. I just want to wish everybody uh, happy and, and, and merry new Chris, uh, Christmas and happy Hanukkah and all that good stuff. And I also want to uh, get something uh, about Gary's member who just had an accident and uh, – I just want to make sure that he's all right, and hopefully everybody uh, steps up to the plate for that kid. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, as you know, we had one of our apprentices was in a, was in a, a bad accident, and he's paralyzed right now from his chest down. But he's doing better, and there's a lot of hope. And good story there is, you know, we the building trades has rallied around my apprentice and has agreed to go in and put a new bathroom in for the kid, re- rearrange the house, or, and, and donate money, all this at no cost. And just that's what we do. And, and I want to thank everybody there. And I just want to give a shout-out to all my brothers and sisters at Local 19 and wish everybody a happy holiday. Timmy? Boy, I guess I made it big time, Joe. I've, I'm on, I'm on this, uh, <laughs> the, the labor show, Saturday Night Labor Show. Wow. No, I, I'm just kidding. But uh, No, no, this, you were right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really appreciate you uh, having me on. Um, uh, gives us an opportunity right, to talk about our platform. But uh, just want to wish everybody, Steamfitters Local 420, within the building trades, a great Christmas. And uh, thanks, thanks for having us on. John and I King? will do the same. Joe and Joe, thank you for having me on tonight. And I also want to say uh, hello to all my members out there that may be listening and wish everybody a, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. On behalf of our great labor leaders who were part of uh, the roundtable tonight, Jimmy, John, Kevin, uh, and Gary, and of course, the host of the show, at the head of the table, uh, J. Doc. I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. We got a standing ovation. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communications Workers of America, and AFSME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.